Welcome to this special Behind the Biz episode of Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees. So uh, my first job in student housing, uh, I guess I guess I should say the first paid job in student housing was on a brand new lease up that was under construction and would be delivered in the middle of August when all 520 residents would move in on one single day. That was 1998. Do you remember what websites looked like in 1998? Um, I, and I guess it really didn't matter what it looked like because internet was so damn slow back then. You could, you could literally drive from campus to the leasing trailer, pick up a brochure, and be back at your computer before it finished loading. Uh, but anyway, that job is where I got a real appreciation for graphic artists who could take a set of architectural plans and then create a rendering of what the building would look like with with people at the swimming pool and and people using the fitness center. If it wasn't for those drawings, it it would have been so incredibly hard to lease those apartments Uh, because a a leasing agent needs to tell a prospect a a story of of what their life is going to look like if they, if they lease at that community. And and when your community is a track of red North Carolina clay, uh, not dirt, but clay, it's really hard to sell that prospect on how great their life is going to be. Um, it, it's like selling a car by showing all the pieces laid out on the ground. So, yeah, I, I had a lot of commissions that year that would have never happened if it wasn't for a graphic artist somewhere who penciled out all of those renderings. But now it's 2019. Gen Z doesn't know a world without the PlayStation in it. The oldest Gen Zers have been taking pictures with an iPhone since they were 10. Uh, Pencil renderings certainly doesn't spark their imagination, and and photos and videos from a similar property that was built somewhere else, it it just evokes questions about what their community will and won't have compared to that one that's in the still photos. So it, it seems only natural that as operators, we are now looking to virtual reality to create that connection with prospects. Regardless if you are developing a property or currently operating a student property, VR is increasingly becoming just a necessary tool uh, for, for your website or even to have in your leasing office. So one of the companies that is creating VR tours for student housing is Euphorus based in Vancouver, Canada. Why is Vancouver important? Because that's where EA Sports' largest developer studio is located. And we're talking about game developers that created games like FIFA Soccer and Madden Football. Euphorus was founded by these same developers from EA Sports. So as you can imagine, their commitment to quality is pretty deep. Recently, I sat down with two of the founders from Euphorus, Dora Chang and David Lee, to talk to them about why they chose to move from the gaming industry to creating VR renderings of, of real estate and their journey into student housing. So sit back, take a listen to this interview. I think you'll really enjoy it. And we'll have a couple of takeaways in the outro. Dora and David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us, Wes. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you guys are able to uh, were able to to join. We tried doing this recording back at Interface, but there was just way too much background noise, and, and we weren't able to do it. So this is take two of the behind the business <laughs> with you for us. So yes. thanks for uh, thanks for uh, for giving me some more time and allowing us to to go through it again. Um, Thank you. But I, I, I'm extremely excited to, to talk to you guys, not only because, you know, you're a sponsor on the podcast, you're also a sponsor of our uh, of our annual summits. But in addition to that, you guys have kind of arrived onto the scene in the in the U.S. market within the past year or so and, and part of our Fab Five this year. And it's just, it's been amazing to see the quality of work that you guys are putting out and kind of the next level in virtual reality rendering that, uh, you know, uh, that 
we're seeing in the in the real estate industry, but specifically in student housing. And I want to just spend a little time, you know, talking with you about that. But before we get into to all the other questions I've got, just kind of give the audience your, you know, elevator speech. Sure. So we at Euphorist, we create virtual tours and fly-throughs of student housing properties, and uh, we also provide analytics on them. So these virtual tours could be existing properties, so uh, properties that are already stabilized, or they could be of 3D renderings. So in fact, that's increasingly a bigger and bigger part of our company, which is bringing in new buildings that have not been built and looking at the construction papers and everything that the architects have designed and try to bring them to life with photorealistic renderings. And you guys have, are doing a great job of that. I've um, working with you guys on a project right now in, in Reno, Nevada. And, you know, we always talk about on the construction side, or on the development side where, mm-hmm. you know, we're selling dreams on a dirt. And, <laughs> you know, from what you guys have put together, it, it's just, you know, I've I've told the folks there's no reason for us to do a you know a, a scan of the of the model once it once it gets done because I love your rendering more than any model that we've ever been able to put together. <laughs> we appreciate and our interior that. designers and you know they agree with it. So. <laughs> we really appreciate um, that, and we did work very very closely with the designers as well. They're awesome to work with. So yeah, and of course those designers are, are uh, South Park Interiors. Yes, they are out of Charlotte, and um, uh, I'm glad that. Uh, I was in their office not too long ago having a conversation um, or we were on a conference call with the developer of that project and I had not seen the renderings yet. And, and of course this isn't, you know, the full VR immersion experience. This was just a picture of it. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, there's no way that that's like that. That's a real photo. That's that has nothing to do with <laughs> with with rendering it all and it was you know we started actually pulling up uh, pulling up the the real photos of our competitors oh. in that market and we were looking at it and of course you know these were photos of their models uh, that you know have been staged you know and and they look good but then you put it beside of your renderings and it was just it just blows them away so a lot to be said for the quality that you guys bring to this. But uh, give me a little bit of the origin story. That's one of the things I like to do in these Behind mm-hmm. the Biz episodes. So uh, how did you Forest get started? Well, so <laughs> we actually um, did not come from real estate at all. So me, uh, I actually come from the video game industry. I spent about 10 years there. And uh, so was my CTO. So uh, he was shipping NBA Live for EA Games, and I was shipping uh, FIFA, so FIFA Soccer, the game, uh, also for EA, uh, also for EA Sports. And uh, we did we spent ten years doing various different kinds, so not just sports games. Um, I also worked on The Sims, for example, and a bunch of casual games, so things that uh, games that take a lot less time to finish and to play, and a lot less time to. Um, to truly enjoy. But um, after uh, after VR came out, we thought, well, this is amazing. Why are we not doing something in VR? So we decided to do our own engine, actually. So uh, something that we can use to create different worlds and for other people to create these worlds. And we can we have all these dreams of letting people traverse these different worlds and go through portals and so on and so forth. It's very sci-fi. So we decided, we went ahead and did it. And of course we were so early. So we decided to do this. We decided to do VR before Facebook bought Oculus. So we were so early that really to be frank, um, there was no market for that. And uh, looking at the market now, we're probably still too early for that. So we decided, well, let's, um, let's put this to good use because we're very happy with our technology. We think it's awesome, but what can we use it for? So long story short, we talked to a lot of different industries. We talked to travel, we talked to cruises, we talked to um, manufacturing, believe it or not, we talked to fashion. And um, well, looking back, uh, real estate was the one that stuck out as something that could really use VR right at this moment. So we got, we took on our first client who is a, can, a Canadian uh, student housing 
um, property management company. And then we just never looked back. Um, we focused on student housing. We dabble a little bit in commercial uh, real estate, but these days, most of the time we're spending on student housing. And we really enjoy it uh, because we know that students are very much into technology. So they definitely enjoy using VR and enjoy checking out VR in general because it's still kind of new. Um, and, um, and it continues to use our technology. So, so that's kind of how we, we came about. Uh, we, like I said, we never had any real estate experience. So, so let me let me just recap that again because there are some things you've you know we've talked about you know uh, kind of how you guys have gotten into this industry before but there are right. some things there that I believe you said a little bit differently that I just kind of had this wow we, we we are really getting something unique here um, <laughs> uh, with, with the way that you guys have come in so so all in the gaming industry which you know I I'm not a gamer but I know mm-hmm. enough about the gaming industry that a lot has changed since I played, you know, Madden 99 or <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. In college or whatever yes, to, to what it is now, as far as, as far as the graphics and how yes. realistic everything is. Yes. So, so you guys are in that world and yes. you start talking about VR from a gaming platform. That's right. And you said you build a, you guys build an engine for, for VR. What, what does that uh, expand on that a little bit? What is, what does that mean? Sure. So basically the most popular game engines in the world are Unity and the Unreal Engine. So Unreal Engine is the engine behind the game Fortnite, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, have heard of, or at least their yeah. kids have heard of. <laughs> um, and, um, and so at the time, they were not, those two engines were not really focused on virtual reality. So we decided to do our own because virtual reality has a little bit of a slightly different requirements than a typical video game engine. It needs to be a lot more nimble. It needs to be higher performance and so on and so forth. So we decided to do our own. And uh, we also had this inspiration um, really coming from all the science fiction that came before us about mm-hmm. a place that you, you can immerse yourself in and see a completely different world. So we so we thought, okay, well, let's build an engine that will let us do that, that will let um, developers who are of similar minds to do that as well, to b- create these worlds. So that's kind of how it all started. It, the, the end product is... Um, probably could be described as a um, browser, like kind of like something like Chrome, something like Firefox, but all in virtual reality. So it was actually working wow. and running and, and we were demoing it to people uh, way back in 2014. Um, but it wasn't at the time it was it was uh, way too early for the industry. It wasn't something there was no develop. There was not enough people really to consume the content. There was not enough people to build the content. So it was a it was a business model thing. The business model just wasn't there at the time. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, you guys begin. You you've created this engine. Now you're looking at okay. Well, what are other things that that we can use this for? And yeah. and ultimately, real estate ends up popping up. And yes. you know, with uh, it makes sense why student housing is kind of because we're always kind of. I would say, especially over the past 10 to 15 years, we're kind of the first to always try out something new in, in student housing. And there's a couple of reasons for it. I think a lot of it has to do with our, our leasing season and, and how competitive we are. And we're always trying to find an edge. But I think really it comes down to you know what the, the, the students, what that demographic is you know, used to having, you know, when it comes to any other type of consumer experience that they have. Right. Right. And, and not just consumer experience, but even, you know, from a social experience and, you know, being able to back, back when I was on site and we didn't have a model, you know, we actually came up with these little, you know, 3d models that we paid somebody, you know, probably, three to five thousand dollars to make Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know to take the the you know the same type of models that you see in a right in an architecture school you know of people putting together right so those were great but it required somebody coming to to the office to see them or you know it didn't really make a whole lot of sense of taking a picture and putting it on the website right 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 
So, you know, and then, and then we got into taking that floor plan and making it, you know, 3D and being yeah. able to move it around. And then there's been, you know, the whole concept of actually going into that floor plan. Mm-hmm. But now what you guys have introduced is taking up basically virtually building a property and completing all the finishes, everything. Yes. Uh, you know, coming down to, you know, how the interior designer wants to make the beds, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and what's what's amazing to, about it is not only are you able to accomplish all those things, but even to the point of what you guys are doing with thinking about, well, you know, what's the angle of the model? Um, yes. You know, in relationship to the rest of the world, is it, are the windows facing north or they're facing west? Because that's going to mm-hmm. have a completely different change yes. in how the sunlight is affecting everything. And you guys are capturing that <laughs> in, these, yeah. in these VR renderings. And it's just, it's just completely amazing. I'm so glad you're very excited about that because we're so mired. Our team is so mired in the details that yeah. sometimes, you know, we get frustrated, to be quite honest, sometimes we get frustrated with, you know, how the lighting just isn't shining on the bed right you know and we lose sometimes we lose a big picture that you know this is this rendering is awesome and we're doing really cool things you know and it's it's awesome for us to hear that um our clients you know such as yourself um are very very happy with what we produce um because like i said we're so we're so hung up on the details sometimes that that we forget (laughs) that's how we do we do some good work here for sure and we're proud of it too Absolutely. So, uh, Dora, tell me, uh, you know, like I said, I'm obviously excited about what you guys do. And I think you've got a a group that's very passionate about what they're doing. But what? give me the why behind, you know, the work that you guys are doing. I think the biggest thing, so, you know, we were, it's funny, Wes, we were talking about our origin story, right? And, um, I came from the video game industry. So for me, um, everything, you know, every, the, because if you think about video games, of course, the whole thing is, is not real. The whole thing is virtual. And um, we spend most of our time making sure that you believe that it is real. And there are a lot of techniques and a lot of things that go into there that make sure the, the realism comes through. And it's world building, basically, right? So for me, when I, when I look at our renderings and when our team look at our renderings, we look at what kind of world we're building. So we strive to make sure that when we are delivering something, when we're working with with a customer uh, in student housing, that there are three things that we accom- we accomplish. Number one, everything, all the finishes, all the materials, the, um, the cabinet dimensions, the room dimensions, everything is precise. They are accurate to the specifications that the architects and the interior designers have deemed them to be. So that's the first thing is it has to be precise. Number two is authenticity. And that's where the uh, world building comes in. We want to make sure that we are targeting the school, the college, the demographic, are they predominantly male or female, all of that stuff. And we are accessorizing, we are putting in beddings and and cushions and on pictures and all that stuff that evokes the right kind of feelings for this particular demographic. And um, of course, we only know all that, you know, in terms of our customers' vision and their target market by collaborating very closely with our customers. So we make sure, the third thing we make sure we do is that we have a very involved process. In fact, we ask our customers, and I'm sure I'm sure you know this very well because we're working on a, on a project together. Um, we, ask, um, we ask our customers to to have a weekly meeting with us and we have um, Mm -hmm. towards the end of the project daily meetings or daily emails to talk about if the renderings are to their liking, do they want something different, is this speaking to the right demographic and so on and so forth. So we take building this world through our renderings extremely seriously and we think that those things, those kinds of attention to detail 
make dif- make a huge difference when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to improving the digital curb appeal because you spend so much money on our clients spend so much money on their websites, on their billboards, on brochures or whatever marketing materials they have. And uh, they've gone through this whole process of designing a great and stylish looking property. So we want to communicate that, right? We want to communicate that on the website or wherever it is, or uh, definitely in the headset, wherever it is that they want to show off their property. So that's, that's the why we're doing it is we think that our experience in building these worlds and our process of, of having very close collaboration relationships with our clients are going to make a difference in the leasing process for their properties. Yeah, it's and I you know I've yet to to experience one of one of your VR tours uh, on one really? of the. Well, no, 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 just, just don't want, no, 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 I have experienced your VR tours. Oh, okay. I have, I haven't experienced them on a property that I've provided ah. you know, um, uh, consulting services for. Okay. So I'm excited about doing that in Reno. I've, you know, we, uh, I have been involved with other projects that, that deployed VR tours, you know, through the process of scanning and um, also doing rendering from, from architectural drawings. And it, it came out good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it definitely helped sell, but the quality was just nowhere near what I've seen with with Euphorce. And I, so I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen in that you know the, the other projects that I'm consulting on that that you're now a part of. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that roll out during the the leasing process and the reactions that we get from from students and parents and, and that type of thing. But, you know, I have experienced uh, a Euphorist, not a, not a VR tour with the, with the goggles out in the field, but I have, I have been able to see fly throughs that you've done for other companies and walking into that temporary leasing office where everything is, I, I don't want to say it's a mess. It's not a mess, but it's, it's very confined and there's, you know, not a lot that you could do. There's obviously not a model. At best, you may have a little corner that's kind of sectioned out for, you know, for showing off the the finishes and the cabinetry and that type of thing. But being able to walk into to one of those offices and seeing the fly through that you call it, you know, up on one of the big screens, it's just a, it's just a completely different experience versus a similar property that doesn't, that doesn't have the same thing. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to uh, showing you some as well. Um, they're, they're going to look gorgeous. I think (laughs) if I may say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hey, um, so, you know, talking a little bit about you guys entering into the student housing industry, what's been one of the, uh, the biggest mistakes that, well, yeah, let's back it up before then, before that. What's your what's what surprised you most about student housing since you guys have been a part of it? To me, it's the extent that the community. Let me let me back that up a little bit. Um, it's how important building a community is for student housing because, uh, and how similar that is actually to my previous job, <laughs> my previous life, because, you know, as everybody knows, video games have their problems with their communities. But we, the positive side of video game communities is that they're very passionate. And uh, when they're very passionate, they're very passionate. And, um, and they're the best evangelizers, if you will, of yeah. your um, game or whatever you may be building. And I was surprised at how similar it was in student housing in that, um, you know, you know, student housing spends a lot of time nurturing that community, making sure that the students are taken care of, making sure that they get what they need. And because it could be a very, it could be a very emotionally difficult time because for a lot of these students, it's their first time leaving home. And, uh, and a lot of attention I could see is paid to create a very welcoming, very upbeat, very positive, and a, overall a 
an experience that the students will not soon forget. And it's very similar to how we used to build our communities in video games, where we spend a lot of time making sure that um, they feel welcomed in their in the community, making sure that they they when they spend time with us. Um, they definitely have fun, and uh, they sometimes they make friends, and so on and so forth. So that I think that part was really was really surprising to me is um, how much emphasis and how important it was to really nurture a community feel. Because when I go to say luxury condos, and Vancouver has no lack of those. I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia, and uh, Vancouver has no lack of those. Um, they are of a different feel. Um, it's a lot more luxury amenities and so on, not so much community. So that was a very that was a very pleasant surprise, actually. Um, it's very familiar to me. And it's something that I understand. And I'm glad to be able to be in a in an industry that um, that also takes communities very seriously. Um, I enjoyed do- doing that when I was in when I was in video games. Cool answer. Very cool answer. <laughs> so, you know, there's this is usually the time I ask the the question of what would you suggest to the audience? You know, uh, operators, mm-hmm. developers that are also listening to this. You know, when it comes to to choosing someone in your industry, right? I, I'm going to ask that a little bit different because. I've already gone through that experience with you. Uh, I've worked with other with other companies that you know are in the VR space, and you know I I know the difference between what I paid that person for versus what I'm now paying <laughs> or a <part laughs> group that's paying you for for the project that we're working on now. Right. And the one thing that I, I know what sets you apart from them, uh, from, from <laughs> some of those other companies, but I really want to hear from you. What is it right. that, that, you know, you would say, look, if you're going to do VR, understand, mm-hmm. you know, here are the things that you need to be looking for because it's not just how great it looks. Right. Um, so if you want to dive into that, I think that'd be great. Sure. Um, and you're right, Wes, that it's not just how great it looks. VR is a brand new medium, right? And a lot of people have heard about um, uh, what we call simulation sickness. So where it kind of feels similar to motion sickness, basically what you get when you get on a boat or when you, get on, when you are in a car, but it's worse in that um, you could take off the headset and you would still feel the sickness for hours afterward. So, so not all software, VR software, is created equal. So be very, be very cautious about that. Mm-hmm. If the, all the VR software, if it's well done, if it's well written, it should not make you sick. Uh, of course, you, of course, it's uh, the first the first couple times, you know, it's a little bit disorienting, you know, in that this is brand new. I don't know what I'm looking at. But when you turn your head, it shouldn't make you dizzy. It should not make you sick. So that's one thing. And it's also and that is all um, invisible to the eye, actually, is that because because a lot of the work to make sure that sickness doesn't happen is behind the scenes. That's where my software engineers come into play. They make sure that the software is written so that it is perfectly performant, it is optimized, and the sickness doesn't occur for our viewers. And um, and, and then beyond quick, that, sorry, go quick, ahead. Well, a quick question about that. Does that matter yeah. if it's if it's something where uh, you know, you've come in, I mean, cause you can even do this, you know, yourself, if you know what you're doing as a, as a property manager, as a mm-hmm. developer, you could come in and, and scan that model with a, you know, with a, with a 3d scanner essentially. Yes. And do that tour is, is what you're talking about with that motion sickness and, and mm-hmm. being able to fix that. Is that this is, is the same thing true for, uh, I want to call it scanned images, but a scan tour versus a rendering tour. Absolutely. In fact, um, scanning could be even more difficult to make sure that you don't get sick because um, if it's if it's all virtual, right? Like the renderings that we do. Um, what we could do is we could do things behind the scenes to the 3D model so that they play well, for the lack of a better word. They play well with the with the software itself, but when it comes to scanning, 
which it, that means it's a physical space, right? So the result of these physical spaces mean that they may not automatically play well with the software itself. So what that means is you actually need to spend potentially, of course, it depends on the space, potentially more time and therefore more money to get these spaces to work well in VR. So it's a very, very intricate process. It's kind of like, uh, because two, because what we've been, what we're used, used to with computers right now with our mobile phones is it's all 2D, it's on one screen. But all of a sudden with VR, it's all of a sudden three-dimensional. So you can think of it as there's one more layer of data for the computer to process. Therefore, it needs either the computer needs to be much more powerful or the data itself needs to be optimized in such a way that the computer could process it. So there's a lot of these intricacies that needs to be considered when, it, when a client comes to us with a VR request. So I would say that if you're looking at a VR solution, right, um, you should ask a you should ask these questions to, to, your, to your VR vendor, right? Um, what, kind of what kind of hardware do you use? And what can I expect when it comes, when it comes to the software? Um, can, I, can I try a sample of your work to make sure that I don't get sick from it? It's, a, it's very different than buying an app on your iPhone because you, 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 can pretty much, you pretty much know what you can expect when you buy an app on your iPhone. But that is still not quite true when it comes to VR. There's still a lot of moving pieces that you need to get right in virtual reality. Right. So, you know, one other thing, and I didn't hear you mention it in, in that, um, but mm -hmm. I, was, I was looking forward to you talking about it. So I'll just, I'll just ask you on it because one of the right. things that I haven't seen with other providers of, of VR services for the real estate industry is being able to provide analytics on specifically what's happening on, on the website and people right. that are viewing that on the website. Yes. Um, but tell us a little bit, go over that a little bit for us on, on what you guys recently started marketing and, and telling people about in regards to the analytics dashboard. Yeah, so what we, uh, um, as you said, you know, the analytics dashboard, what we've recently launched, well, about a few months now, is a, a website uh, where our clients could log into and see how many times their virtual tours have been viewed. So we know, for example, just by looking at some um, our clients' data in aggregate, of course, um, that uh, amenities are very, very important but the floor plans, um, or I should say the virtual tours of the floor plans, definitely still get at least 10 times, if not more, views within the same property. So we thought we would provide this information to our clients because we think of, you know, we take a lot of artistic pride in our work, uh, in our renderings, and our virtual tours. But at the end of the day, they're part of a package for our for our clients to use to lease their properties and just like any other assets that you use in marketing or sales or operations they can be tweaked so when we look at these data we can see um, say for example one floor plan or is a little bit more popular than others then we can ask our customer well why do you think that is are you are you just pushing this particular floor plan more is there a promotion going on which tends to be the case actually when we see usage or viewership of one floor plan spike um, or is there something else about or is there something different about these two uh, virtual tours that maybe we can improve for next time so any um, these virtual tours, these renderings are um, just like any other assets that you could um, that you could understand that you that you could document, um, get data on and understand and continue to tweak. So we're pretty excited about our customers using it. And uh, one of the things that we are hoping to do is to is to see if we could notify our customers automatically um, at the end of the month or on a weekly basis, depending on what their preference is, to check their to check their metrics because um, we think that it is it is one other parameter that will help them understand um, how well their leasing their leasing uh, initiatives are performing. 
that that part's amazing and i think you know because it's it's great to see when when folks are coming to your website right but then also being able to see because you know you can you can render a four bedroom and a two bedroom and a one bedroom and have all of those available and then be able to see where are people spending the most time at you mm-hmm. know, a two bedroom is it is it granular enough that you can actually see where you know maybe there's something that and i'm thinking and i'm i'm taking it out of the I'm taking out what, you know, I learned leasing apartments and in, in reality and thinking of how about if I was, you know, because I would go in with, you know, with a prospect and I could see what their eyes were going to be, fo- you know, what they were focusing on. And if right. it was, you know, based on their facial expression, if it was, you know, something that they disliked or something that they, you know, really enjoyed. And I could begin kind of digging into that and finding out, you know, what is it that they liked? Um, you know, did they, they like the having a balcony? Did they like the granite countertops? And are those some things that, that stood out to them? But in a virtual reality standpoint where you've got, you know, where that's happening either in a leasing center or a leasing trailer with goggles on or with someone in the comfort of their own home in front of their own computer looking at this or maybe even using, you know, goggles on their own computer or looking at it with, you know, with a, with a mobile device. Are you able to kind of uh, capture things that they're, they, they seem to be looking at, you know, more than other parts? Like if it is the granite countertops or if it's, you know, the black appliances or are you able to dig that granular into it? Or is that something that you guys are I, looking at? Oh, I love to do that. Um, when my engineering team could be freed up more. Um, basically, what we are discussing is a is a heat map. So it's basically a, um, normally it's represented as a flattened version of this, of the space. So like a flattened version of, of the 3D model. And um, a heat map would basically tell you what people have been, what, where people have been going to, where they have been navigating, or what they are seeing, what they're spending the most time seeing. So um, I'd love to do that because that's something that I want to, I want to um, provide with to to our customers in that you know it actually turns out for example that they're when they are in the unit they're really spending a lot of time looking at the kitchen cabinets for example right or they're spending a lot of time looking looking at the bedroom way more than way more than the kitchen most people just breeze past the living room that kind of thing i love to do that that's definitely something that's on my mind after (laughs) after i'm able to free up some of my some of my software engineers, you know, because they're also looking at uh, one of the one of the challenges. Uh, we talked a little bit about fly throughs earlier. Um, fly throughs tend to be very very time consuming and very expensive to do. So one of the things that the team is looking at is reducing that cost so that we can create better fly throughs at um, possibly a lower cost. So they're busy doing that right now. So I'm hoping that at some point uh, in the near future we can we can beef up, if you will, our metrics a little bit more. Very cool. And the and the other thing that I'm looking forward to the, the first time I met David a couple of years ago um, at a trade show and and he was talking about you know actually for Halloween you could decorate your your model for Halloween or for Christmas or some other holiday and that would be really really cool and, and then I we, know you know we kind of yeah. geeked out on being able to do. Um, <laughs> gamifying it, you know, and, and yes. hotting some things within the, within the tour. And, you know, we could encourage people to, you know, come take a tour. And if you find Waldo or whatever it is, uh, <laughs> that, oh, so been, many things I want to do. Yeah. That would yeah, be awesome. Yeah. yeah. That, um, <laughs> we could do that. So I'm looking forward to, to those things. Hey, a, a couple of questions for David as David's really the one kind of tasked with with customer success and yeah. and all those things. Not everybody that's listening to this is, you know, a, a developer with something new coming out, you know, in the next couple of years, and they're they're saying, "Oh, VR is the perfect thing for being able to illustrate this project to everybody." Right? Mm-hmm. 
because the other part of the, of the audience are folks that have properties that may be, you know, just delivered, but didn't have, uh, do, doesn't have a VR experience on their website, or, you know, maybe it's a much older property and you guys have got solutions for them as well. So if you yeah. kind of walk through that and then also uh, really kind of want to come back to what's, the, you know, what's the timeline, you know, with those, with those different services that you guys offer. So uh, I'll hand that over to you. Right. Um, so for obviously a uh, pre-build project, we'll render it and we'll stage it. I will uh, work with your marketing team, make sure uh, all the stagings are suitable for, for the uh, demographics, make sure it's all relatable to your targeted audiences. Now with the older properties or existing property, we can first bring a scanner to your site and scan your uh, demo units, your floor plan, put it on your website. And as Dora referred to previously, we actually do our own in-house proprietary uh, work to make sure the production that we do would fit very well into our virtual reality apps. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually not only scan it, we we'll also do a secondary um, capture to make sure the data that we have is clean, it's comfortable at the end, the resulting tour is comfortable mm -hmm. um, in the goggle as well as on the website, right? Obviously, another kind of in-between option is we're, we're doing, uh, we're, we're seeing more and more our clients purchasing older properties and rebranding them, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have these kind of renovation coming up, we can actually take on, work with your uh, design team to make sure that we can give you a rendered tour based on your renovation plan, yeah. right? These rendering projects are typically smaller because we're only usually talking about the amenity space, right? And we can limit the scope to the area that you are rebranding or renovating with. Um, we had a really good success last year in Statesboro with a campus apartment. And, and any industry insider will tell you Statesboro is not an easy market for the no, past it's year. No, it's not. For various reasons. Um, and this property that was previously not doing so well, that's why they're renovating. With our rendered renovating tour as well as the perspective, they were able to outperform not only historically, but also on the market average for that year. All the while the construction is ongoing, they have they have no amenity space to show physically to the uh, leasing um, students, right? So that was really encouraging, and uh, we had a very exciting chat with um, with campus department about the result. Uh, so this is one thing that we're like to to see if more and more our client who are going through renovation will consider as well, right? You don't have to. <laughs> worry about this whole your, your entire clubhouse is wrapped up yeah. right we can have it all rendered out and you can blast this whole rendered upcoming new uh, clubhouse uh where the tarp would be and then you can point to that so look this is what's coming up and you can see in all its uh high definition glories right <laughs> it actually worked i'm really excited to see that i can not only tell you it looks really good because dora makes sure everything comes out photorealistic and, and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now we have data to show that this works <laughs> right? right and the budget is actually very friendly as well so because I, I understand renovation has this usually a smaller uh, budget than uh, a new build, right? right. So, so these are the, the, almost the three type of things that we can do, right? A full-on new build with completely re render tour and perspectives, uh, scan one with your existing per properties, and a smaller scale render project for your renovation project. So. Well, and, and let's talk about timelines for mm -hmm. just a second, because the one thing I love right. about you guys coming from the gaming industry, you know, you guys have an annual cycle as well. You know, instead of move-in day, you guys were dealing with, you know, shipping before Black Friday, right? Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I completely, uh, you know, I completely appreciate uh, the, the sensitivity that you guys have for that. And, you know, if, if, 
today at the you know the time of this recording you know we're at june 6th 7th something like that and uh, you know move in is is a couple months away and now i'm already starting to think about next leasing season what yeah. what type of time frame let's let's first just start talking about a because i know it's a much quicker time frame let's talk about something that's being scanned what what type of time frame when do those need to be scheduled in order for that to have an impact say by you know say i want to have it by december on my website when would be the right, right time to to be contacting you guys and getting something set up while, while scanning projects usually a lot faster um the actual production only takes 45 minutes to an hour for the demo units for your amenity space, probably a couple of hours, right? Depending how large it is. Mm-hmm. What really we have seen that delay the the timeline is really whether or not a local management team can work with us to make sure all of the space that the headquarter wants to produce are clean at least, um, and they're hopefully staged. Um, uh, at best, right, and 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 please make sure they're maintained at, at, the, at the quality of, of of all of the hard, those hard work until our production team gets on site, <laughs> right? We had a story that it was clean and staged, and overnight something happened, and our production team flew in, and we were dealing with a lot of oh, debris wow. and stuff. So I think it, it takes some discipline and, and the collaborations from our project management team as well as the local manager uh, management team to make sure it's clean, it's hopefully staged, and it's it's all maintained well before we get there, <laughs> right? Um, I would usually build a, at least a month leadway to uh, arrange all of that, right? So the local team can get on board hired a cleaning team, maybe run to Bad Bath & Beyond and grab something that, you know, <laughs> within the budget, obviously, the stage that is at minimal, right? And then we'll schedule with our traveling production team uh, to come on site at the predetermined time, right? So I think a month is usually what required to do this right. Just build in some cushioning, obviously. Gotcha. Gotcha. And from, uh, you know, a, a new development or, or even something that's being renovated where you guys are relying right. on the architectural drawings in order to, right. in order to deliver something. What's the, what's the time range on that? Again, if, you know, that's something that, you know, you're typically wanting that live, you know, by July, right. August, maybe even a little earlier so that you're teasing the market right. before spring semesters over with. But how long is yeah. that? Is that timeline um, now, once you guys get get a contract in place? Right. I think there's twofold to it. First of all, is when you and your marketing team wants the assets, mm-hmm. right? Marketing collaterals, basically, and what type of them that you want for the project that you're about to promote. From our side, we do perspectives. Those are the um, the traditional kind of uh, stills images, right? You, you like a picture, basically mm-hmm. uh, rendered. You put it on website, and usually is great for social media. And then there is the 360 virtual tours that you can put it on your website as well as in goggles. And then at the end, there's the fly through sizzle reels. Yeah. We usually deliver within with that sequence, right? Perspective tours and videos. So it depends on when your website needs to be ready. Our perspective usually should time to be delivered for that, right? right. So at least you have something to show, right? Tour usually comes the second, and then the fly through comes last. I would say for renovating project, we'll probably will need two months at least, at minimal, just to to get allow us to gather all of the files from your interior designers. Uh, sometimes your architect needs to be involved because if structure needs to be changed, right? Mm-hmm. For pre-build, at minimal four months, and uh, the reason being that pre-build 
has a lot more modeling involved. We're actually rendering out the entire building instead of a space that you're renovating, right? So that th- those are the differences. I would say four months at minimal. Gotcha. Um, now, the trend I have seen from our clients' requests is everybody wants these things earlier and earlier. <laughs> I think five years ago when we started, everybody's okay to have it ready at the beginning of January of the same year to be delivered. And now we're up to almost, um, I think, April of the previous year. <laughs> so I think market is being competitive and uh, everybody just want to be the first to the market, right? Yeah. Having that in mind, uh, please reach out as early as you can <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that we have enough cushion to deliver those collaterals when you need them. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, right? Yeah. And when I said that, the caveat is sometimes you need, you want it at a certain time. But if your architect or your interior designers are not ready with their design uh, decisions, then we can't obviously give you the tour and the videos and the perspective you want because the design is not done yet, yeah. right? So I think uh, all the stakeholder needs to be on board. And on the same page, uh, we have recently got into a project. The the developer is ready to go, but the designer hasn't got the order to finish the interior plan yet. Yeah. So it was a bit of a surprise for them. So yeah. yeah. Well, and and you know, and just to to kind of give my own kind of piece of of advice on you know on this, uh, obviously having you guys you know keyed in as as early as possible is key. And, and when you're talking with other people on the on the timelines. I mean, it's, it's that same triangle of, of time quality and price. Right. And, and yeah. you know, you guys kind of have that perfect triangle and, and I would say probably even overextends on the quality angle. Um, Cause mm-hmm. you guys are, are the, the best quality that I've seen, you know, that, that doesn't mean you're the most expensive, but it certainly doesn't <laughs> mean you're the cheapest <laughs> either. Um, but the, you know, the, the, uh, and so, you know, because of that, I think it, it takes, it takes time. I can say from personal experience, you guys are very efficient in pushing that timeline right. along, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. The other thing, just to the developers out there, you'll probably have your architect, you know, say, Hey, we can, you know, we can do this in house and, and may try to upsell you a little bit on it. I, listen, I could tell you, I know, I know how their architects are doing that, and it is nowhere near the same as to, to <laughs> what you guys are delivering, or even any of the other VR companies that are, that are out there. It just doesn't even come close. So, just just my piece of advice: if your if your architect tries to sell you on that, you know, I'm sure it's large part. It's probably a software company that has trick them into thinking that, you know, they can, they can do VR renderings and, and charge a, charge a premium on it, but it's just, it is yeah. nowhere near the same. Uh, but anyway, that th- thanks to, uh, to touch on that. I mean, uh, it's very interesting. I just had a meeting with, uh, Harry Morton from campus suites, a uh, very well-known yeah. developer used to base in Cal- uh, Florida. Florida yeah. And, he is uh, revolutionizing the student housing industry Canada. in Canada. Yeah. So I think he's he's uh, spearheading the institutionalizations of the student housing industry in Canada. He's building some of the best of a kind projects in Toronto. And then there is one coming up in Winnipeg, one coming up in Cal- uh, Calgary, right? You don't see those kind of scale. It's pretty typical nowadays in the States, but it's, it's rare in Canada to see those large scale properly done um, project and and he, early this year and we had the same discussion about qualities right and he is he said one thing that I literally said okay Harry slow down let me let me take notes right <laughs> um, he's a a lot of people ask him what make him so what what made him so successful in student housing he said at the end 
was all about building a community. And then that's probably what Dora was saying that before. Yes. And right. I mean, once you have community, you have renewal, you, you have um, rent, you know, justifiable rent increase year after year. And all of that, just just the success comes based on that. Right. And he said, the reason I pick you guys, because you're the best. And, and for what I do, I need quality. Yeah. And he said, quality begets care, care begets community, and community is everything that will lead to success in student housing. And I, I think it's probably true in most of the industry nowadays. Yeah, right? yeah. Very, very, very wise words from a student housing legend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, great. Um, well, hey, as you mentioned, you guys are also based in Canada. Dora, you're on the West Coast in Vancouver, which, yep. you know, uh, that that lends a lot to you know the the background story of coming out of uh, coming out of the gaming industry as as a lot yep. of that is based there. And Huge industry. Yeah, yeah. and then um, uh, David, you're also on the kind of the east coast in in Ontario yep. uh, in Waterloo. In Toronto. Yeah, and yeah, in uh, Waterloo. And <laughs> so it's but you know I will I will tell everybody don't <laughs> don't let that concern you as far as uh as far as working with with these guys because i think you david you've probably spent more time in the in the states this past two years than you have in canada yeah, i think last year 80 percent of our business from states um and 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 it's just a sheer volume of activity is 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 um pale in comparison yeah, right. as the canadian activities right and haven't had any um, issues okay. of I haven't had any issues of you guys billing in Canadian dollars and <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I, like I said, it, you know, anyone that is not used to, um, uh, you know, dealing with a Canadian company on right. during the construction process, um, I, there's absolutely nothing to worry about from. from yeah. We, we actually file provisionally to our uh, IRS under treaties. So, um, it, it, we use a W eight instead of W nine. That's the only difference is when it comes to billing. So yeah, and if you know if there's any of the developers here in the U S who are looking to to compete against the likes of, of Henry Morton, uh, <laughs> David David knows the student housing market in uh, in Canada very well. So reach out to him and he can give you a real good knockdown of, of who the players are and where a lot of the opportunities are at. Absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, I, I appreciate it so much. Uh, David, if uh, someone's listening and they want to get in touch with you, just give us a list really quick on, on website and email and, and how they can get a hold of you. Right. Uh, you can reach us at euphorist.com and our email is sales at euphorist.com or david at uh, euphorist.com both works. And our Twitter, Instagram, and all of the accounts are linked to our overall HubSpot. So reach out however you want, wherever you want. Okay. Yeah. And it is Uforce, U-F-O-R-L. Well, let's try that again. It's it's U-F-O-R-I-S. And um, again, thanks for thanks for being a part of everything that we're doing with, with Student Housing Insight. I, I'm hoping at the rest of the summits, because I don't think you showed up in, uh, in, in Florida with a pair of goggles, but I'm hoping at the rest of the summits this year, you'll be able to, uh, to, to show yeah, everybody the experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm waiting for Reno's uh, experience to be available. Oh, that'd be perfect. So we, right? It'll be more relatable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, guys. I appreciate it so much. And uh, sorry we had to do this twice, but, uh, th- you know, I want to make sure that everybody can actually hear what's being said. <laughs> 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 Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Wes. Thank you. Well, guys, I, I hope you enjoyed listening to to Dora and to to David talk about their journey with creating Euphoras and serving the student housing industry. Uh, of course, all their information is going to be linked to the notes in the podcast. So, if you want to get a hold of them, certainly check there to get a hold of them and visit their website. 
Well, guys, I appreciate it. We've got a lot of things that are going to be coming to you over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're, we're just now at the end of turn and um, uh, have kind of going on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, but we've got a lot of content that is coming your way. And we look forward to hearing your comments on, on this podcast as well as the others that are coming back. Make sure that if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please do that. And would love for you guys to rate this podcast on Apple iTunes or in Spotify. Those certainly help us get the word out to everybody else that is looking for student housing resources. And we know that this podcast is certainly a resource that will help them out. So please go rate us. Thanks, guys.